Welcome to Spiritual Mythbusters. I'm your host, Paul Graves, and this is the place where we always share what we value as truth and promise to always share it in love. This podcast is an outreach of Bible to Life Ministry located in Northeast Florida. So if you enjoy what you hear, visit us at BibleToLife.net. That's B-I-B-L-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot net and click on resources to view our BTL Kingdom blog, sermons, and bookstore. Now put on your spiritual thinking caps and let's dive into another episode. Hello everybody, this is Paul. As always, I am your host of Spiritual Mythbusters and I want to welcome you to today's episode. I also want to welcome all of our new listeners. Over the past two or three weeks, we have taken on a few new listeners, be it YouTube, as far as subscribing to our YouTube channel. We have taken on a few listeners as far as Spotify and the Spotify podcast channel, and I'm seeing that individuals are listening more on the website. They're listening more through Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iHeartRadio, all the different platforms that we have in which we broadcast this podcast, I am seeing that the listener audience has increased. And so I am assuming that we're enjoying what we're hearing. I'm assuming that we are being challenged. I'm assuming that we are being inspired. I'm assuming that we are encouraged every time we listen to the podcast. It doesn't mean that you agree with everything that I say, and I wouldn't expect you to but it means that it's interesting enough to catch your ear and allow you to spend 30 minutes a week listening. And for that, I am deeply appreciative, I should say. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a topic that is extremely dear to my heart. And so today's episode is titled, His Fullness Received. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Let me read this verse to you. John chapter 17, verse 4 says this. Jesus says, I glorified you on earth. He's talking to the Father. I glorified you on earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. So Jesus is acknowledging that he was sent to earth, God incarnate, which was Jesus Christ, the Son of Man, even though he was also the Son of God and God the Son, But as a son of man, Jesus on earth was given a work to complete by the Father. And Jesus is saying, not only did I receive the work in which you had given me to do, but I also completed or finished that work, and in doing so, it glorified you on earth. So he received what the Father gave him. He fulfilled it to the best of his ability. And in completing the finished work of Jesus Christ, which led up to the culmination of the cross or the events surrounding the cross to his ascension, he glorified the Father in what he did. And I'll tell you why that's so important. Because Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 12, and he's talking to you and me. He's talking to new covenant believers. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. So Jesus is saying that I'm going to go to the Father, and when I go into the Father, the works that I did on earth 
these new covenant believers will now do and greater works than what I had accomplished. So just as the Father had given Jesus a work to do on earth in which he completed, and by completing his work, it glorified the Father, so we as New Covenant believers have a work to do on earth given to us by Jesus Christ, which means that we are to accomplish or to complete or to fulfill the task of doing the works that Jesus did on earth. All right, so that kind of debunks that whole thing where we're simply born again to go to heaven. You know, we're born again to sit at the foot of the cross, you know, just waiting on Jesus one day in the sweet by and by. It just dismantles that. This is so amazing. I just want to talk about this all day long. Jesus was given a work by the Father that he completed and because he completed the work, it glorified God. We have been given a work as the body of Christ by Jesus. And so as we complete the work that he had given us, so it will glorify the Son. And what is that work? The same work that the Father gave the Son is the same work that Jesus has given us to fulfill and complete on earth. And where do we find this? We find the work of Jesus, which is now our work, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set free those who are oppressed. This was the work that God gave Jesus to fulfill on earth during his earthly ministry that Jesus himself fulfilled or accomplished, which brought glory to God. So let me present to you that this is the same work that Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Isn't that amazing? He says, if you believe in him, the word of God says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved or you shall be born again. So we believe unto salvation. And Jesus is saying that if you believe in him, then you will do the works that he did. In other words, you will understand that Jesus has given you a work to perform on earth, not only the works that he did, but greater works because he goes to the Father. So in other words, our work or our functional responsibility as the body of Christ is that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon the body of Christ. The Spirit of the Lord is upon the church of Jesus Christ, for he has anointed us to bring good news to the poor. Jesus has sent us to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed. That's amazing. We have a work to do. We have a functional responsibility as the body of Christ to fulfill on earth all that Christ accomplished through his earthly ministry and through his atonement, which were the events surrounding the cross. It's a continuation of the work of Jesus. The physical body of Jesus may have ascended to the Father, but the Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost, and 
as a non-believer believes, that believer receives the king, the kingdom, and the Holy Spirit. That believer now becomes part of the physical body of Christ on the earth. And the more born-again believers on earth, the larger his body grows. The larger his body increases. The larger his body is on earth, to which the Word of God says Christ is the head of his body. This is why the works that he did we will do, but greater works because there is multiplicity of individuals, of new creatures in Christ within the body of Christ. And so therefore, the works that he did we will do as individuals and as a corporate body all over the world. That's why Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 28, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them all the things or teaching them to obey all that I commanded you or teaching them to obey all that I taught you. All right, let me make this statement. This is Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 through 23. I guess you can tell I'm excited. I, I tell you, I, I'm just going to share with you what is on my heart. But this is, this is me paraphrasing Ephesians 1, 22, 23. Now you go back and you read this in the scriptures and you see if my paraphrase lines up to what the word of God says. But there is a divine spiritual order for godly living in the new covenant. Christ is the head of his body, the church the body of Jesus Christ. He's the head. In Christ, all things have already been fulfilled through his atonement. Although all things in the earth are made and manifested and enforced by the church, you and I. So what this means is that Jesus Christ accomplished multiple things through his natural sufferings, through his death on the cross, through his descent into Hades, through his resurrection out of Hades and his ascension into the heavenlies, where he is presently seated at the right hand of the Father as King of kings and Lord of lords, our high priest, our atoning sacrifice, who died for us, not as a substitute in our place. And so through the atoning work of Jesus Christ, there were many things that were legally accomplished. Now, experientially, the body of Christ has the authority and the power of God to work as the body of Christ, to which Christ is the head, moving throughout the entire world because the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, because He has anointed us to bring good news to the poor. He has sent us to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind and to set those who are oppressed free. You see, Jesus said, that he accomplished or finished the work his father sent him to do. And now Jesus requires his body, his church, to accomplish the work he has given or sent us to do. I told you this was going to be challenging and it was going to be different. It is the church's responsibility to enforce on earth all Christ accomplished through his atonement. And when I talk about atonement, I'm talking about the events surrounding the cross. New covenant believers make up the physical body of Christ on earth, to which he is the head of his body. I know I said that just a little while ago. You see, Jesus has not only empowered his body 
through the infilling presence of the Holy Spirit, but he has also fully equipped his body with every spiritual blessing in heaven. This means that every New Covenant believer that's listening to this podcast, this means you and this means me, every New Covenant believer received the fullness of the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the very moment they believed. Man, this is absolutely great news. Why? Because New Covenant believers literally want for nothing. Because we have already received all of God. The fullness of all God is, all God has, and all that God will forever be. You never again will want for nothing. The moment you were born again, you receive all of God. You don't have to pray for more of this and pray for more of that. We just have to gain a greater revelation or an understanding of what we have already received in fullness from the Father because the Father now lives in us and then stand in faith without doubting in order to see the salvation of the Lord. We have received, as New Covenant believers, the fullness of all of God. And if you've received all of God, you've received all that God has, all that He is, and all that He will forever, throughout all eternity, be. John 1.16 says this, For of His fullness we have all received. It doesn't say for of His partialness we have received. It says, for of his fullness or of his completeness, we have all, not some, not almost everybody, but we have all received grace upon grace. So in other words, if you are born again, if you are a born again believer, if you've confessed Jesus with your mouth and you believe that he lives in your heart, then you have been born again. And if you have been born again, the moment you confess him with your mouth and you believed in your heart, he came to dwell on the inside of you and brought all of his attributes with him, which means you as a believer right now listening to this podcast lack for nothing. There is nothing that God has that you have not already received. New Covenant believers the very moment they are born again, receive the fullness of the Godhead. That's what Scripture says. You receive God the Father, you receive God the Son, and you receive God the Holy Spirit. You absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt, based on Scripture, want for nothing. You see, this is what we have to understand. You are now a new creature in Christ. You are a new species I'm a new species. I'm a new creature. Our heart of stone has been replaced with a heart of flesh. He's given us a new spirit. Those who join themselves to the Lord become one spirit with God. We are not the same as we were before we gave our lives to the Lord. We have been created a fresh and a new. It doesn't matter what you think or who you think you are. The reality is, if you've confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you have been born again. You have been born 
from above. You have been regenerated. You are not the same. And when you were born again, you were born with the fullness of God and all that God has now belongs to you and dwells inside of you. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with some spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus or many spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every, all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let me read some of these to you and you can come up with a whole lot more. You received the moment you were born again, you received abundance of grace or you received the fullness of God's grace. John 1.16 says, For of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace or grace in abundance or the abundance of grace. You received the love of God. 1 John 4.7, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. You received the experiential goodness of God, known as the glory of God. John 17, 20 through 20, 22, short version, Jesus says, The glory that you gave me, I've given to them. Remember when Jesus said, Father, you and I are one. Let them be one as we are one. And not only these that are present here, but those to come. We have received already the glory of God. And let me just say this. If you want to see God's glory at work in your life, if you want to see God's glory at work in your school, if you want to see God's glory at work in your community, at your work, in your city, in your town, in your nation, then you, New Covenant believer, must release the glory of God because God's glory resides in you and you are a glory carrier. You receive the anointing of God. 1 John 2.20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you all know. You have the anointed King. Peter says, when Jesus asked, who do men say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ which means you are the anointed king. He says, you are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And scripture says that Christ lives in us. Not I who live, but Christ now lives in me. So the anointed king lives in you. You have the presence of God. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? You have received the authority of God. Romans 8.17 says this, And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. You as a new covenant believer have received inherited kingdom authority. Not an authority that's delegated that can be given to you and taken away, but an authority that has been inherited by the Father as heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Remember, we're talking about in Ephesians every spiritual blessing. 
These are things you've already received. These are things you don't have to pray for. These are things you don't have to cry out for or beg God for. These are things you already have. You just need to gain a revelation or an understanding of what you've received and to begin to walk by faith without doubting in order to see the salvation of those particular blessings in your life. You've been given the power of God. Acts 1.18, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. The moment you were born again, you received the King, you received the kingdom, and you received the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you have received the power of God. You're not waiting for his power to come upon you. You're not waiting for his power to be put in you. You have received God. Therefore, you have received his power. You receive divine health. 1 Peter 2.24 And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds or by his stripes you were, past tense, healed. And I hope you're getting this. You've received prosperity. Philippians 4.19 And my God will, shall, supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. You receive the peace of God. We don't have to pray for peace. We just have to stand and declare that God's peace is at work within our life and speak to the mountains and the situations to be still. John 14, 27, Jesus says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. As a new covenant believer, you have already received the peace of God. You just need to stand up and gain an understanding in the authority of the power of the tongue and declare peace over your situation and tell the storms be still in the name of Jesus Christ. You received righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in the Spirit. You've received faith. Can I tell you that you don't have to pray for faith? You don't have to work faith up? As a matter of fact, it's not up to you whether you receive faith or not. The moment you were born again, you received God, and because you received God, you received faith. It's true. Romans 12, 3 says this. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says this. For through the grace given to me, I say to anyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each one a measure of faith. The word measure is metron. It means the God quantity for the God result. The moment you were born again, you were given the God quantity for the God result of faith. Therefore, you have all the faith you need to do everything that Jesus has required of us to do on earth as his body in order to cause the goodness of God to be made known to the earth. You receive the joy of God. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating or drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. Listen, I, I could go on and on and on. When Jesus said that you received every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that means 
that you received every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ Jesus. That means that there's not one blessing that God has that you now do not have. If God has it, you have it. Ephesians 1.23 says, which is his body, which is talking about the body of Christ, is the fullness of him who fulfills all in all in the earth. Paul is saying in Ephesians 1.23 that the body of Christ, to which Christ is the head, has received the fullness of God for the purpose of fulfilling all things in the earth. 1 Corinthians 6.17, but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. The moment you were born again, God joined himself with you. By grace through faith in Jesus Christ, God joined himself with you the moment you were born again, and you became one spirit with the Lord. That means the Trinity, the Godhead. It means the deity of God, which is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The moment you were born again, resided on the inside of you. This is why you're a new creature in Christ. This is why the old has passed away and the new has come. This is why he took out the heart of stone and gave you a heart of flesh. This is why you are not who you were before you were born again. And now as the body of Christ, you stand in the fullness of the king with all that he has, the fullness of him, his fullness received. This means you no longer have to doubt. This means you no longer have to think that you're inadequate. This means you no longer have to be concerned with whether you can or whether you can't. The Word of God says that you can because the greater one lives on the inside of you and the fullness of the greatness of God you have received. And if Jesus Christ has called you to work on his behalf on the earth and has empowered you to do so through the Holy Spirit and has given you through the inheritance of Christ, the authority of the king, then nothing can stop you. And if you already have faith, because faith is something given to you by God the moment you were born again, all we have to do is receive the word of God, believe the word of God, declare the word of God, and then decree it into the land. It is so. If we only knew who we are, we were. If we only understood who we are, You see, it's not enough to know your identity. It's not enough to know who you are in Christ. Believers have to gain a revelation also of the fullness of who Christ is already on the inside of you. We're not waiting one day to get more of the Lord. You can't get more authority because you have all authority. You can't get more power because you have all power. You cannot get more joy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. All right, let me let, let, let me just take it down a notch or two. I, man, if, if you get a revelation of what I'm sharing with you, you'll be like Jesus on the Mount Transfiguration where in front of Peter, James, and John, he was transformed by the glory of God and they just saw a bright light. You would understand that you have this earth suit, but if you could unzip the earth suit, you would see the glorious light of God, an array of colors shining through into the earth you would see that you are not a human being having a spiritual experience, but that you are a spirit being having a natural experience. You are spirit before you are anything else. Oh, Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Colossians 2, chapter 9, 
I'm sorry, Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10 says, For in him all the deity, or all the fullness of the deity, dwells in bodily form. What is the deity? The deity is the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So in Jesus, the fullness of the deity dwelt in bodily form. Who was Jesus? Jesus was natural man, was the representation of natural man, filled with the Holy Spirit, governed by the Holy Spirit. So for in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete. You are forever filled with the power of God. You are forever filled with the love of God. You see, there's no need for New Covenant believers to ask and beg and sacrifice and cry out for God to give them more. There's no need to worship God out of a desperation for what we want Him to do. We should be worshiping God out of an adoration for all that He has already done. In other words, you cannot receive more love than the love that God has already given you because God is love and God resides on the inside of you. You cannot receive more anointing or more glory because the anointed king in fullness dwells on the inside of you. You cannot receive more of his glory or his presence or his authority or his power, his health, his prosperity, his peace, righteousness, faith, and joy because you've already received in full these characteristics and attributes of the Father. New Covenant believers don't need to receive more of God. Rather, we need to simply gain a greater revelation or understanding of the fullness that we've already received the very moment we were born again. As your host, Paul Graves, I want to thank you for listening to Spiritual Mythbusters. If you like what you've heard, then once again, visit us at BibleToLife.net. That's B-I-B-L-E-T-O-L-I-F-E.net and click on Resources to access our BTL Kingdom blog, sermons, and bookstore. So until next week, always remember, if you want to see the glory of God, then you must release God's glory.